Support from Pirate Talk Radio comes from you, the listener. If you would like to support our broadcast, please check out patreon.com slash TV. Welcome back to another episode of Pirate Talk Radio. I am joined this week by someone I've met relatively recently and has been joining me on the streams and as a fellow cutthroat, I am joined by Joe Damage and we're going to go through the latest update of Sea of Thieves, the Ashen Winds, and we're going to talk about what we like, what we don't like, uh, what we see, where the game is going, um, and maybe some things that... Uh, fell short based on the patch notes. So Joe, how you doing? Welcome to the game. <laughs> Hello ladies, welcome to the game. <laughs> Man, I've been having uh, I've been having a lot of fun on stream with you and and the rest of the guys. It's just it's hilarious. Oh yeah. Every day's a blast. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've now uh Ashen Winds released this week um and you and I have played at least two nights together. Uh, I know that uh, you and a few other people have played as well. What are your thoughts on on just this update, just overall, not really specific, but how do you feel this update overall is with this game? I think that uh, the beginning, the beginning of first seeing this update was, you know, a, a little fresh and new, but um, after running it a couple of times, I realized that, this is a quite difficult encounter. You're not uh, you're not just on your ship. You're on land. It requires almost your entire group. So this is a big this is a big update, you know, for something new brought to the game. Yeah, I uh, I I noticed that. You know, we had um, the Flameheart event, which we've been playing for now about a month. And when that first launched, I thought it was challenging. Um, but once you kind of figured out, I know some people are still having trouble with it, but once you get the naval maneuverability around and you start to get that work on your cannon shots, it became a relatively easy encounter. This one, however, um, it's hard because you, you, you can use your ship. And I put that in quotation marks because this boss has a lot of abilities that we haven't seen skeletal lords have before. And one of oh, them yeah. being shooting off basically the the roar volcanoes. So if your ship is too close, your ship is going to take a lot of damage and potentially sink. So it's a lot of land combat. I've seen this two to three times already where if your ship is too close, there's nobody on land, you can get destroyed. The boss is constantly throwing grenades at you, not to mention the level three boss is uh calling that cloud down uh -huh. your whole ship can be destroyed within seconds yep. without a good crew aboard yeah and on top of that it also uh the 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 other thing that happens when they're shooting off all the 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 molten balls of fire is the the water around the island is is boiling like in the roar so it even makes traveling back and forth from your ship to the to the to land and, and so on that, that makes that challenge too. And putting the fire out, there's a lot of fire and you're going to catch fire during this event. So the boiling water also makes it challenging too. Well, actually I think the boiling water is threefold. Number one, it avoids people trying to constantly run away from the battle. That's number mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, 
This also prevents people from swimming up and mm -hmm. trying to, you know, instantly kill you. It'll, you know, it'll give some kind of warning. But then number three, you control your friends. You collect that water, <laughs> you toss it at them, watch yeah. them burn. Well, I'll tell you, yesterday we were playing and, you know, we were on a galleon and we had the galleon. It was in the boiling water, right? It was still out of range. We were at Cannon Cove and we were at the edge of the cove. The whole cove was was boiling, um, but the the molten rocks were out of range of the ship. So we weren't getting hit. But it was it was a challenge when um, a boat came in and started to put cannons in us. We were taken on water. And I'll tell you what, in that boiling water, when you're trying to bail a ship and you're burning because of the water, that that's rough. That is rough. Well, we kind of saw that yesterday yep. when we were worried about, you know, whether or not people were coming in. Right. There's no way that they you won't notice them coming in. Right. First of all, they'll have to surface. Yep. Because they're going to have to find a way to get out of water quickly. Mm -hmm. So that that's a great big identifier, you know, that somebody might be swimming in that water. Yep. I don't think anybody's silly enough to continue swimming deep into the water no. and then not know whether or not they're even close to land, boat, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I, I, I think it's a lot of fun, and it helps uh, it helps bring the roar out of the roar. Right. Now we have it on every island. Right, right. And that's something, you know, the roar has always been something that, and I've seen tweets about it already, people complaining, oh, no one likes the roar, and now Rare's brought the roar outside of the island, or outside of the, the roar itself. But I think it's a good thing. Number one, the roar is Flameheart Stronghold, and we're dealing with Flameheart. This is lore talk, of course. But we're dealing with Flameheart right now. He's trying to come back, and now his generals are here. And so you've got to bring those mechanics that you only see in the roar now out into the seas because it's the only way to tie that story to what's actually happening. I, I think that, you know, after seeing a couple of months of work here, um, I mean, if you remember back towards Christmas and a little bit before that, when that island, uh, the Reaper's Hideout, yep. first, you know, started to develop. Yep. I mean, this was just this was just a flat land with nothing on it. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of like little tables here and there, but yep. uh, that was Merrick's, you know, trapped island for right. a while when yep. he when he first got bit up, mm -hmm. and uh, we started to see it develop over time, and I think, you know, after after the past what five six updates. Mm -hmm. You know, it has become a majestic little area. I yep. I believe that that island will be another, you know, big step in the future. I agree. As far as where Flameheart will be based. Yep. I think he's trying to base himself towards the center of yep. the entire sea. Which is right now. Reapers. I mean, Reapers is pretty close to the center. Oh, yeah. I mean, a little off to the left. Yeah. You know, a yeah. little bit more on the shiny side of things, I like to call it. Right. I, I love... <laughs> I love the shores of yes, Plymouth. yeah, the beautiful part of the sea, and yeah, you mentioned you know we started with an island with a couple of tables, you know, Merrick's trap, then we got you know the tent with the gal there that you turn the reaper stuff into, and now it's starting to to evolve. I mean, there's a broken boat there and stuff like that. You know, we've got the 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 new leader that that we're not quite sure who it is yet, but it's and then we got cannon and uh, wall fortification. So I I agree with you. I think that that central part there the reaper's hideout is eventually going to be like a fortress not mo not like a an outpost like you can already change your cosmetic but i feel like it's going to be more of like a fortress is what they're building there well what i also noticed was this 
is that uh, if you look from a map perspective, there are three forts in that area that yes. could form sort of a triangle. Yes. And that would be, I mean, personally, from a strategic standpoint, mm -hmm. that would be a great place to rule. If you rule yeah. those three forts, mm -hmm. you rule you know, a large majority of the sea already. Right. And, and we all already know that Flameheart's, you know, stronghold right now is in the roar. He already controls the roar with all the ashen skeletons in the fire. If he could get a, a centralized stronghold with those three surrounding forts and his fortress in the center on Reaper's hideout. Yeah, you're right. That, that to bring him back to his power that he was before the pirate Lord, you know, came around, they imprisoned him through the order of souls. That could be a very huge strategic advantage for him to take over the seas again. He's already got the roar. Now if he can take the center, man, that, that's huge. Now we know from a lore standpoint that Grace Morrow, right? Right. And Stitcher Jim and all these people, weren't they runaways originally yes. from Flameheart? Uh, well, uh, Stitcher Jim, uh, I don't remember. So I, I haven't read the book and... and you know, I've just started playing within the last five months, so some of the lore is still mysterious to me. But, you know, the last we saw a Stitcher Jim was Heart of Fire, and he went through that door, and um, um, Wanda, who we assume is Wanda, the gal who used to be on Reapers, followed him, like, off into the, the upper area. She was standing up there watching. She followed him. And, of course, you know, Stitcher Jim was doing this whole ritual in order to become a skeleton lord, right? He was promised to become an ashen lord um, through Flameheart. So I'm curious if this is just the first wave of ashen lords and we're going to see more powerful ones in the future. Because what, we have four right now? Grim, uh, what, what are they? Grim, Horatio, Chi, and um, Ruth. Ruth. Red Ruth. So we've got, yeah, we've got four of his generals are out right now. Um, but yeah, we've still got, you know, Wanda hasn't really been seen too much. We've got Stitcher Jim, like we've got some pretty big loyalty people of Flameheart that we haven't still seen yet. Well, I'm, I'm starting to think too, uh, after seeing it from, I guess like a two, two D, four D, you know, three D perspective. Like if you step back, yep. first off, uh, Stitcher Jim, uh, betrayed his crew. Yep. And killed almost everyone. You're right. He poisoned everyone. Yep. Um, so that was that was step one. Step two is we saw him in the heart of fire and he was sort of betrayed himself. Yes. So maybe it is that flame heart, you know, realizes, hey, you know, once a betrayer, always, always a betrayer. Betray. Yep. And doesn't believe that he would become a lord. But then <laughs> I think step three might be that he will become a lord. Out of the fact that he learns loyalty for Flameheart, right? Because Flameheart, he uh, he was burned by the by the chest of rage there with Flameheart when he when he opened it. So he's already begun the being cursed by the ashen um, um, gems, because we we know if you for for those of you who've played this event, all of the ashen lords they're not skeletal lords. There's a difference between ashen lords and skeletal lords. Ashen lords are, are 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 still part. They have a heart. If you look at any of the ashen lords that we're fighting, you will see a heart inside their chest cavity. It, they still have a heart, and it's it's huh. it's encased with those ashen um, gems that we get the, from the heart. Yeah, yeah, the heart yeah. of fire. Right, the heart <laughs> of fire. Right, and so 
Stitcher Jim opened that chest of rage, which contains ashen pieces, like ashen Jim pieces, and he was burned by it. So that means he's already been corrupted by the uh, the gems. Now the question is, does that mean he can now be controlled by Flameheart, or do they still have a, a mind of their own? That's something I don't think that we've really, really learned. Well, loyalty uh, in that perspective is very difficult. So yes. I think that um, I think that in order for them to even get to that point where they would become a general for Flameheart, they would have to go through hell and back. Yeah. And prove to him, right. you know, whether or not you're ready to handle this situation. So this whole Ashen Lord event is actually them enjoying, you know, their hard work right. laying off. Right. They right. just didn't know that the Pirates of the Sea of Thieves are a little more ambitious than they thought. Yeah, so let me, let's let's talk a little bit about the event itself. We've talked about some of the moves and things like that. Um, it's a really cool... I guess, start of the event, right? We've not seen these abilities before on, on a boss, um, but there's the, the red swirling tornado, which you and I have both tested it before it came out. The evolution of what that tornado looked like from the first time we saw it in the test phase to now released, it looks beautiful. That tornado looks beautiful. Um, the music- I think all is the artwork is- honestly. Gorgeous. You think what? I think all the artwork that they used for this is actually pretty gorgeous. No, I agree. I agree. And each of the lords have their own personalities, right? And, you know, we've got the Duchess and the Helmsman, and we've got Grey Marrow and Briggsy. We've got all these bosses that we fought before. These four generals or Ashen Lords, they have their own personality, and I really like that. Um, I, I know we've they're, both... They're really dominant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very dominant. Now, I, I like how not only have they designed each of them differently and they, they kind of go with their names, but I was very interested because from what I've seen in my short time playing this game, and you've played it a lot longer, there's not a whole lot of um, Asian inspiration on the seas. Um, and now we've got Warden Chi, who very much looks like an ancient samurai, and I love it. Actually... I, I think of the uh, Ashen, like Ashen lore, Ashen stuff. Yeah. I think that a lot of that does have a little bit of an a Asian background. It, it very much could, but like he, I mean, he looks like a samurai. He has a helmet yeah. with the samurai thing, and it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Like, like, I didn't get to kill them all in the testing phase, right? I, I got to, I did Grim, and I think I did Ruth, right? And now we have Horatio, which that name is... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Spanish, right? Um, uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily, yeah. maybe. Um, Grim, that's, you know, whatever. Uh, Ruth, that's okay. But we've got Chi, who is very Asian-inspired, and I absolutely love it. But they all have their own personalities. They, only, they all have their own, if I will say, shit talk. When you're fighting, yep. that's very different. Oh, yeah. And I love it. <laughs> so let's talk through the abilities a little bit real quick of this event. So first off, the event when you get to the island, unlike Flameheart, Unlike a fort, unlike a fleet, the, the enemy has not spawned yet when you get to this island, if you're the first one there. And you have to go to the center of this tornado, and there's like a ritual circle. And there's like ashen skeletons, like praying or dancing around this pile of bones. And to start the event, if I remember right, you shoot the bones or you do some sort of damage to the pile of bones, which starts the event. 
And no, I think uh, it was like it, I think it's like three skeletons that are like holding up uh, objects in their hands while they look like they're dancing and yeah. or praying. Mm -hmm. uh, you have one holding up a book that looks like he's actually casting the actual seance. Mm -hmm. uh, in the middle, you have this uh, small pile of bones mm -hmm. or or body parts or or some sort. I guess as in like a. You know, like a gift, you know, to right. Flameheart. And then lastly, um, the event doesn't start until you get close. Um, if you are standing away, you can actually get a great video shot of mm -hmm. the entire event. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you don't hear actual words or anything like that. You hear the music getting louder as you get closer. But when you when you get to a certain point, uh, I guess the final words of the seance is, you know, completed, and the boss will speak. And when when he or her uh, speaks, the skulls disappear. Those skeletons disappear as well. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, out comes the boss. Right. So the abilities that we see in this boss, we've got the ever popular that all the lords have. They raise the ashen skeletons up. So they've got the summoning, which we've seen everywhere. Um, now I the abilities. Power. I want that. I know, right? Rise. And, I mean, there's a lot of skeletons. It's not like three, right? It's it's a it's an army. It's a decent army, and well, they I don't. Think, uh, I think it's phase one. Uh, I've only seen that that uh, they pop up with three, and then uh, if you are in that area and not attacking the boss, maybe running around looking for loot or whatever. They will pop up with another three. So yeah. I've seen up to 12 skellies running around for that first phase. Yeah, and if you don't kill them, it's not like he just stops summoning them. He'll keep summoning them. Um, now, with that being said, a simple sword lunge, if you line them up, a simple sword lunge will kill them. They're not, they're not like Athena skeletons or a two-shot skeleton. You sword lunge through them, they'll die. So, mm -hmm. uh, it, But they can't overwhelm you. I mean, that's a lot of skeletons. Some of them will have weapons. Um, so it's, it's a lot of skeletons to, to handle if you don't handle them as you go. Um, I also found out that, uh, those fire bombs, mm -hmm. they work on all the skeletons that he brings out or she brings out. Now, do they catch fire or is it just the impact damage? I think it's the fire because they will continue to burn and then pop just like any other skeletons that are under fire for too long. Gotcha. Cause I know um, if so you throw a fire bomb at them, them, you know? Yeah, if you fire the firebomb at the boss, he the the boss he or she does not catch fire, but the impact damage still works, no. I believe. Uh actually I don't even think so. Don't even think the impact we, damage works? Yeah, we just tried that from a sloop where okay. we were looking on uh was it Devil's Ridge mm -hmm. where you could park right in the cove. Yeah. So we just kept firing. Uh we we used our fire bombs first and then our blunder bombs. Mm -hmm. Didn't even get past phase one. Okay. So I, I I don't think it's doing that much damage at all, if any. Gotcha. Yeah. And that makes sense. You know, that makes sense. They're kind of born of fire, so it kind of makes sense. Um, I, I, I think that they, they kind of nerfed the amount of damage that the uh, cannonballs and everything else uh, that is not, you know, you standing on the beach. Right. I think they nerfed most of that stuff, and, and it's for a good reason, too. Absolutely. I mean, it's absolute, you know, it's absolutely easy to do that, and then... You know, people could just come and farm those islands over and over again. So right. 
I, I, I like it. I mean, it's not the, you know, it's not perfect, but it's it's pretty good. I mean, think about Fort of the Damned, right? Now, you know, oh, yeah. you, you at the beginning, everyone, from what I've been told, I wasn't playing when Fort of the Damned first came in, but you would fight Grey Marrow, you know, fisticuffs, guns, swords. Yeah. And now people figured out, just bring him down to the dock. He can't do mm-hmm. anything to your ship and just start cannoning him, and he's he's become easy. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's it's good if, in fact, they did nerf that. But it feels like you're right. I f- it feels like they did nerf the cannon damage towards these lords uh, to force you to have to hand hand combat them. Now, keep in mind that for any one of these bosses, and that includes the uh, fort bosses, um... Every single boss that you can bring down to a beach and start firing upon, you're not shooting no, you know, 40, 50 cannonballs. You are shooting over 80 cannonballs yeah. or more, depending on how much damage he's received in all, you right, know? Right, right, right. It's a, it's a lot of materials to go through if you choose to do it that way. Yes. Um. So another ability that you see from this guy, you got the resurrection of the skeletons. Another ability you see from this guy is he actually takes a rock and it's it's caught on fire and he throws it at a at someone nearby and it's like the oh roar uh f- like grenade basically is what it, it, it you, you mentioned grenades earlier that's basically what it is i remember uh you og soapy uh both of you had died i was on the ship by myself and he throws the grenade onto the ship while you are spawning in, you burn, I burn, and the ship is on fire, yep. and we're like, holy hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's the thing when we're talking about getting your ship close. Like, your ship is in peril. It is in peril. Yes. And um, yep. I've watched a couple streamers that, you know, are are more steel tuck type streamers, and tucking is not a guaranteed on these islands because if the players that are fighting are in close proximity to this boss die, they will start chucking bombs at other players on the the land. So yes. if you're tucking and you're not far, far away from this boss, you could see a fireball come at you and it'll give up your position. So it's, Actually, it's not guaranteed. Yesterday, yesterday uh, Rage Trox was holding his class yesterday, right? Yep, and yep. me and Soapy were sitting on a ship together when we saw a tornado. So we went over there. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but we had such a struggle because we were trying to be in the class as well, you mm. know, not I not paying to, attention yeah. to everything. Yeah. Uh, but we had it on Soapy's stream. We could not, you know, we could not pay attention as well while listening to Rage, which, you know, I wanted to listen to Rage, so I made that the priority. Right. Um, so Soapy sat on the island. And he was actually hiding on the island in an upper location of Kraken's Fall. Mm-hmm. And Kraken's Fall is broken down into segments. Right. Uh, I guess you could say, you know, uh, one, two, and three floor. Yep. Three floor being the top where, you know, sometimes you'll have an order of soul skeletons pop up. Yeah. And he was sitting up on an edge up there, and the boss was, you know, I was so busy fighting outside, and he was busy fighting uh he hid up there because our ship had sunk and i was bringing it back the boss made him himself from the eastern camp on kraken's fall and made it all the way up to the top of that third that third uh that third plateau on mm-hmm. top and that's yeah. a very long walk for especially an ai boss right right yeah it's uh i've i've watched several people try to tuck on streams and and 
you got to be careful because the boss will search you out and the boss will chuck those freaking rocks at you. They will find you. They will find you. Not only that, uh, like, uh, not only did he walk around, but just think about this. If you are hiding on that island and he knows you're there, which, you know, the AI will, he actually walked all the way up there, you know, just to get him. And he was tucking on the island up there. Right. So there is nowhere you can hide on this island. Right. Yeah. You got to. And, uh, I think uh, I forgot what day it was, but I I was on Devil's Ridge, and in order to make sure that there were no ships in the distance, my team was fighting downstairs, and I was fighting on top where the torch and the cannon is on Devil's Ridge. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I'm shooting down and everything and trying to keep the coast clear, the boss uh, started tucking grenades up at me and was not making the distance. Mm-hmm. So it's a that's a great spot to have the boss constantly, you know, uh, constantly getting shot at from up top. Say one or two people up there and two people on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would make a huge dent, <laughs> dent in like the fact that the the boss can't even hit you. Yeah. So if they're concentrated on on you, they're taken out of the game for a while. So yeah. Uh, there you go. Tip number one, guys. Uh- and and again, another tip for new players who we've we've seen this time and time again are not observant either on their ship or on islands, and and it gets them in trouble and gets them sunk, gets them killed, gets their stuff stolen. If you're trying to do one of these tornadoes and you know where your crew is, but that boss is focused on something else or chucking firebombs somewhere else, you may want to look around a little bit because there's a good chance that there's another player there just waiting for the opportunity to steal your stuff. So for new players out there, keep your eyes out because if they're not shooting at you or your crew, there's probably someone else there. It's we've done it. How many times? now? At least three. Yep. At least three. And we're always watching. (laughs) You know, we're, we're, we're always watching. Like yesterday when we had, you know, it was what two or three sloops that were kind of circling the Island you know, that boss would take its attention off of us and sure enough, there's someone swimming or there's someone over, um, in the water, you know, hidden tucking in the rocks or something. Um, and you got to keep your eyes out or you're going to lose your loot. Um, well, actually we did at one point, uh, get into a little, uh, I guess a little danger zone mm-hmm. when we started taking some damage, yep. not only from the boss, but from another ship coming yep. in. Yep. It's it's really important, and, you know, a, a good crew will always push through this, but, you know, if you are weak in one area or another, say somebody decided to do something, you know, out of the ordinary, like, oh, I'm going to go back and aggro the boss. Well, while you're aggroing the boss, you know, you have, you know, one, two, or three people, depending on your ship, sitting there having to repair and fight another ship at the same time. Right. It's right. not going to happen. No. If, if you guys have another ship, coming in whether it be one or four for that matter um you better get back on your ship right what what's because what's your old adage me coming what's your it, old yeah, adage no boat no, no, boat, boat, no, no loot. money no yeah no boat no money that's a good <laughs> yeah, everybody a good knows thing. that since since arena all my friends know no boat no money because once that boat's gone what are you gonna do yeah are you gonna swim the loop back to the outpost Row-boated. because <laughs> i i tell everybody the same thing it does not matter how much you do on the sea. You could pack that ship full of all types of loot, you know? You could have so many great adventures. But if you do not bring that stuff back to the outpost, sea post, or wherever it belongs, all of that is just wasted work. Yep. I hope you had fun with your time. 100%. 100%. 
So uh, we talked about the grenade. We talked about the resurrection. Um, the the really interesting one that that I thought was cool was the smoke screen. Um, where oh, a man, and it looks cool. Like I was on the boat as a as a lookout and sniping the boss on one of our encounters yesterday, and seeing this smoke screen from a, a distance is really cool because it's a dome of smoke that goes around the boss, and it's very hard to see. And I made mention yesterday on stream, I said, see, this is why I keep saying stop wearing the ashen gear when you're trying to hide, because even though that smoke screen's there, you can still see that glowing heart and glowing pieces of the boss. You can still shoot yeah. it. But I'll tell you what, it makes combat challenging because you got all those skeletons running around as well. Uh, you know, sometimes you get hit and, and, you know, the boss is there still fighting. Um, but, y you know, your, your visibility is limited. I really like that ability. That was a very unique ability. I'm glad they added. There are two big hits for newer players. Uh, one is, yes, you are going to be obscured now. So the boss will be, you know, the larger shadow, but you still have to look for it through that cloud. It, it, it bothers me even when I snipe right through that, mm -hmm. you know, from, from far or close. Mm -hmm. And then when you have a horde of skellies on top of you, you know, it just gets 10 <laughs> times worse. Yeah. Uh, I think the second big thing is is that you have this sort of like dazed effect with the sound where it almost sounds like you're sitting in like a small room and with echoes. Yeah. So whatever movements or anything that's going on will be sort of echoed in your head and it gives you sort of this dazed feeling. It's it's absolutely great. I yeah. mean, it, it feels amazing to be in that little smoke cloud and hear that. It mm -hmm. just adds so much of a difference to that battle. Yeah. And then the final move, um, I believe the, well, I, I guess that's not true. We still have two more moves to talk about. One we briefly mentioned. Um, and that is the move that you harness once you beat the boss. And that's the flamethrower. Um, the yes. boss will, will crouch down and actually start emitting a large um, uh, plume of flame from their mouth. Um, now, again, if you've got multiple people solo, you know, you got to be careful. You got to dodge it. But when you got multiple people, you know, you get people behind the boss doing damage while it's breathing on, on one of the players. But that is a lot of damage. It's not just like it catches you on fire and you just slowly burn. This sucker burns you quick. Um, so you got to watch out for the flamethrower. Now, I, I believe the boss is stationary during the flamethrower attack. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Okay. No, absolutely right. What I've noticed is that um, every time the boss does it, too, it's not just one or two times. It does it from stage one yes. to stage three. Right. Um, it, she'll, she or she'll stop, and they'll stand there, and they'll start breathing out. The best place to be at that point is behind them. You don't want to be too close either, not even within sword range. Right. Because the flame actually hits people from behind as well. Right. If you're in, yeah, if you're in sword range. Yeah, it's almost like a uh, um, um, like a burning aura around the, the boss and then the plume in front. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it is also, as the, the fight progresses, you've talked about, you know, phase one, phase two, phase three. As the phases progress and the boss is getting closer to dead, <clears throat> they will actually combo these moves that we've talked about together. Like you'll get skeletal resurrection into cloud of smoke into flamethrower. Like they yes. will combo these together to make the encounter more and more deadly. And then in phase three, we get the final ability, which we mentioned earlier, which is where centered around where that boss is a, it, it almost looks like a, a hurricane, like on a weather map above the boss. And it'll be shooting down giant volcanic rocks of fire 
And the only way to really dodge these is to get under something, you know, get cover because you've also got what a lot of people don't like from the roar is the fissures in the ground opening up as well, shooting the steam up and you got the rocks coming down and it is an absolute brutal battlefield when that starts. Uh, I'm really glad that OG Sophie pointed this out. Uh, any kind of tent or any kind of, you know, head covering mm -hmm. will block this ability yes. out. So that's absolutely wonderful. If you know you're in stage three, start bringing her over to a section where you could stand under. Uh, it even worked in a tunnel. Yep. So she was throwing it inside the tunnel, but we were not getting hit because I'm guessing the cloud had to be, you know, above in a certain area and the tunnel was just blocking. Yeah, it. I think there it, has it to be a line good. of sight. I think there has to be a line of sight with that cloud. But like I think from this above. cloud should be called uh, Hell on Earth, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to speak. I, I mean, so if you're encountering this for the first time, this will feel like Hell on Earth. There are flaming rocks coming down at a undetermined, you know, rate and area. And then on top of that, you have uh, the geysers yep. underneath your feet shooting you up yep. or just burning you in right. general. Right. Um, and then on top of that, on top of all of this, you have the boiling water. Yep. Yep. So there is no place to go except for to take a head covering and keep hope. shooting. <laughs> and hope. <laughs> and hope. Bring <laughs> lots of food and ammo. Did, did they give us a pray emote yet? <laughs> <laughs> they have the relaxed sit. It's pretty close. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, those are all the abilities. And again, it goes kind of phase one, phase two, phase three. You'll hear the music change as you go through it. But as you go through the phases, more abilities will be added and the boss will be comboing these abilities. So it does, when you get to that phase three and that boss is on its last leg, there has a lot of, that's a, that's just a lot of, that it's just a lot to handle. It's a lot to deal with. Uh, even well, with veteran crews. We spoke before about the skeletons. Yeah. You remember that uh, we spoke that, Oh, when the battle first starts, you know, the boss is throwing three skeletons uh -huh. at you at a time. Yep. Now, we didn't even talk about that in phase two and phase right. three. Those numbers increase, increase. exponentially. Correct. <laughs> I mean, phase two had like seven skeletons yep. popping up. By phase three, not only is they not only are they raising like seven, eight skeletons, but then on top of that, the frequency is, is yes. upped as well. Yeah. So you you could have if you're running around looking for food or maybe, you know, your whole team died, you're the last one there. You could you could have like, you know, twenty-four skeletons on top of you right. running at you. Right. It's it's a pretty scary moment. Hard to deal with. Hard to deal with bringing food out of barrels when you've got all those. Because I mean, even though they're weaker skeletons, one sword dash, you have twenty some of them chasing you down. You touch a barrel, you're dead because they're all going to get a hit on you. So, <laughs> and they're either they're either without a weapon, with a sword, or all I've seen is the blunderbuss. I have not seen a pistol or uh, yeah, sniper yeah, rifle yet. I have yet. only seen blunders. Yeah. No. But the blunderbuss, I mean, if you're too close to that blunderbuss, you might as well, you know, give it up right just, then and yep, there. Just give up. <laughs> Skeleton uh, blundy snipes. I think um I this this is a this is a really good battle um mm -hmm. to learn how to handle, you know, larger groups and making better choices too. Mm -hmm. Because you can't just stand there. 
We talked about phase three being the worst of all. You have water boiling, you have rock flying from the skies, you still have the other abilities that we've already talked about, which is the grenades, the smoke clouds, the fire breathing. Um, you have the geysers coming in, and you have the skeletons all at once. You don't make bad decisions at this point, you make good ones. You better eat, you better keep healthy, you better keep moving, and you better be standing in the right place at the right time. Right, right. So, so yeah, this, this event is, and I'm glad because, you know, the last event we got was focused on naval. This is a event that in, in my opinion is more focused on, you know, combat, landing your shots, handling the battlefield, keeping it in control, um, learning to make sure you're eating and staying healthy and, and obviously watching around to make sure other people aren't going to come steal your loot. But I, I, it was a nice change and, and it really feels like the way the game is going you know, this is the start of the, you know, Flameheart coming with his ghost ships was kind of the, hey, I'm here. Now the war has begun. The war between, you know, the pirate lord and, and us versus Flameheart, because his generals are here and they, they mean business. They mean absolute business. The war has definitely I wanna, begun. I, I don't want to give rare ideas, but I think the next, uh, the next event that should be happening and would be very detrimental towards, uh, you know, players who are just here to fool around compared to hardcore pirates. The next event that would be good is uh, when you see those roaming skeleton ships, imagine a roaming armada. Oh, ah, like a fleet that roams around. So you have like, Ooh. you know, five ships of flame hearts that, that rolls around, not an event that you roll into or anything like that. This ship is rolling around, and if you are in their path, you are in a fight. I like it. Don't give them ideas. I, I like it personally. Scary. I yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's scary. pretty scary. That Hire is me scary. Rare. Hire me rare. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that, no, don't because we're all gonna die if that happens. I, uh, I kill them all. I say. <laughs> So a few other things that they've kind of made some tweaks and changes, and we'll kind of get to the, the things we like the most and, and what we feel kind of miss the boat on, uh, on this patch. But a few other things that, that were changed um, that I wanted to talk about was they didn't just focus, obviously this is the main event, but they focused on the other events as well. Um, so Skelly Forts and, and Ship Encounters um, have been changed slightly. So to talk about the skelly forts first, one thing that I did notice, and, and, you know, we fought skelly forts before between waves and, you know, sometimes you even get this on the fort of the damned. And I don't know if it was impacted. I haven't done that yet since this change, but you finish the wave and you just stand there and you're like, well, what's happening? What, <laughs> you know, and now that this, uh, uh, update has happened, the waves spawn quicker. And I noticed that when we did, I, I think we did one yesterday or the day before, the waves are spawning quicker. You finish a wave and the next wave comes. There's not that, that long wait of, is it bugged? Is it broken? What's going on? Um, and and I, I like that. I thought that was a good change. I think that was something that was necessary a while ago, but I really like that. I'm curious if it happened in Fort of the Damned, but um, it makes Skelly Forts feel a lot better to me. Well, coming from a, a veteran player standpoint, um, I I was so used to seeing so many bugs where, you know, they might not pop up as fast or often. Um, I think uh, I think it feels a lot better than before, but because 
well, I, I, I avoided, uh, you know, having to hop servers just to look for the tornado. Right. You know? uh, we've been actually, you know, and, and even when you and I are playing, we're going from each event now, yep. you know, and uh, avoiding the server hop so that we can go ahead and slay a fort, slay Flameheart, even do the fleet, and then come back to a tornado when it comes. Right. And, um... We, I have noticed that we are able to finish these a little bit faster mm -hmm. compared to when I first started the game to now. It, it has gotten a good progression. Um, I don't exactly like uh, how they did this event um, in terms of the frequency. Agreed. Uh, a lot of my veteran players that I still play with and hang out with or even talk with, they, they're still server hopping. So yep. they'll finish the event, you know, they'll maybe slay another ship if they find it, they'll get some flags, you know, uh, go sell at Reapers or wherever, and then, you know, hop and do this again. Yeah, yeah, uh, and... and we, we need to destroy the hop. That's what I, we need right you now. You know, and, and I was about to say, um, if you didn't know, I'm very against server hopping. Um, yes. I, I, in fact, you know, there's a lot of streamers, you and I have talked about a lot of streamers that we both enjoy watching, but... Uh, unless the streamer is is exceptional in their entertainment value, if they're a streamer that that hops on a server, does something, then hops again, I I am inclined to turn them off, because the integrity of the game for me is healthy servers with a player base and everything PVE and PVP is is being done. Um, and so I really appreciate the fact that the frequency of the events and the speed of the events has picked up. So players like myself and you and others who want to stay on the same server and keep that server healthy is great, but it, we still haven't got to a point where, where server hopping is very discouraged. And I don't know what the answer to that is, but it feels like it, it maybe improved a little bit, but it's still, it's still nowhere near what it needs to be. I mean, I, I totally understand when you're hopping servers from time zone to time zone. Yeah. You know? You know, so from EST to EU, mm -hmm. you know, and so forth. But, uh, you know, just to hop servers to look for a specific event means that somewhere you went wrong. Yeah. Okay. There, there has to be a way to keep players interested in staying in this world and getting to that event again, you know, what, what we would consider the correct way. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and again, also uh, on, a, on, a, on a higher level, we're talking about server health here. If players are leaving servers, that means players who are playing the game and who enjoy both PvE and PvP are now missing out on part of that experience because if players aren't on the server, there's no one to fight, right? And it's a pirate game. It's a game about fighting each other. So that, that health of, of, of server hopping on these servers is just not good because if you get on a server that has like two boats, that feels real bad. It feels real bad. One of the things to think about, too, is that um, when you server hop, you know, you're picking up supplies, right? Yep. So you're cleaning out a base that's going to be, you know, refreshed within like 30 minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not 100% sure of the frequency rate, but uh, I am sure of this. When, when I pop on a server and I see like supply crates and everything, you know, on the island... How long ago did these people disappear? Right. That's number one. And number two, 
if you're going from server to server and say, you know, say you didn't like the outcome. So, for example, I used to hop for four to the dams, mm -hmm. which a lot of people did. Um, I would go in there and try to go get the four to the dam. If these people beat me to Reaper's hideout to go sell for whatever reason, maybe be it wind or Kraken or whatever, <laughs> I would be leaving this server. So whatever I picked up on this server is now taking up memory. Right. And then I'm hopping to a new server. I'm just leaving. I'm, I'm basically ditching the ship. You know, it's right. like I'm kicking my ship to the to the ocean and that's it. So I leave the server. That stuff stays for quite a while, takes up memory. And then if everybody does that, that will take, you know, yep. a huge, drastic, you know, amount of memory to, you know, compensate. Right. Yep. I completely agree. And and we know, um, both in my short amount of playtime and, and veterans like yourself, memory leaks have been an issue with this game. Um, yes. Across the board, both in combat and other issues, memory leaks have been an issue. And if we're continuing to allow players to hop and hop and hop and take up this memory with items which are not despawning, you're just causing more and more server instability, lag, et cetera, et cetera, which hurts everyone's player experience. I, I think another thing to think of, to to really think about now is that okay, so first off, uh as far as the skelly ships go and seeing these supplies float up, yep. man. I, that is really awesome. I feel I, so I, good I, about that. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I, now I don't mind going to attack a fleet because I don't have to sit in a fort or some island and keep, you know, stocking for like, you know, 20 minutes before right. going to attack a fleet. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's food, I mean, cannonballs, and wood. It's not just cannonballs yes. and wood like you get on the flame art. You get food on that as well. And sometimes decent food. Yes, sometimes. Um, I think one of the important things to remember too here is, is this. Uh, me as a veteran player, yes, I enjoy seeing those supplies pop up. But this also makes things easier for everyone. Yes. Um, which may make the encounters a little bit easier to handle as well. Mm -hmm. And it also, um, so a few patches ago, we saw the increase in loot for the Megalodon and the Skeletal Sloops. Um, yes. But oh, yes. It's so nice to get that loot. But there's still that question. Do I use my supplies on this skeletal ship or do I keep going? And the fact that you get resupplied by sinking them plus the loot gives me all the encouragement. Sink them. If, they, if that skeletal ship comes up, I have now a reason to sink them because I get supplies, all three important pieces of supplies, plus I get the loot. Like, that, that's a win-win in my mind. This brings us back to my idea. Bring the Flameheart Armada. <laughs> <laughs> We can handle him now. Give me more <laughs> give me more wraith balls because I still haven't completed that accommodation. <laughs> Sorry. And I, I, I hate to also say this is and, and I like I like the fact that Rare is putting hard to reach accommodations in this because again, I was being able to complete accommodation after accommodation when these patches come out. Now I still have some flameheart accommodations, namely the Wraith Balls to finish from the last month. And now I've got a whole new list of accommodations, which some of them are easy, killing the, the bosses. Well, not easy, but I mean, you only have to kill them five times. But some of them are challenging, killing skeletons with the burning skull that you get at the end. And, well, right yeah. now we've experienced some potential bugs with that. Hopefully that gets resolved. 
But these accommodations are things that are going to last through the entire month, which means you've now got more than a month worth of content to do, um, which is nice, right? That's great for the player base is, is, you know, the more content that you can get to last past that month is great. I think, uh, honestly, from, from having islands without even, like, trees on it maybe even grass there was no decorations on most of these islands so going from back then to now i mean these places are absolutely gorgeous yeah. the amount of content coming in and giving so much new life to this is just absolutely wonderful i'm i'm hoping that when they come out with the next event or you know next month's update i hope that they're considering the fact that you know you are starting to leave some of those veteran players to believe that we don't have harder content to go through you know like uh when you play you know uh other mmos or anything like that you will have an end game content right i i think this is something that we need to drive towards yep um maybe even give it difficulty levels and then afford people the option of going to these levels yep um, now an interesting thing that I'm, I'm, I'm going to mention about that is I was talking, I talked to Balin, um, a few weeks ago about lore around Flameheart and he brought up yeah. something very interesting, um, that, that I was, uh, that kind of draws to your in game thing is we're obviously dealing with Flameheart right now and Flameheart is still a ghost. You know, he's the head in the sky. He's got the ghost fleet. Um, Balin brought up the fact that once we deal with Flameheart on the seas, or maybe to beat Flameheart, we're going to have to travel somewhere other than the seas that we know and love right now. And that is in, in, the, in the Sea of Thieves um, art book, they have pictures and words from the developers that they have in somewhere in their artwork, actual outposts and islands in the Sea of the Damned. So you go to the ferry when you die. So... This in-game concept that you have, I like because potentially there may be a time sooner rather than later, we, no one knows, that we might actually have to sail on the Sea of the Damned to fight some of these threats. <laughs> Which could be interesting. Could be interesting. Uh, interesting is the least to say. First off, <laughs> when, we think of, when we think of the Red Sea, you yep. know, we think of death. I mean... Yep. I mean, as, as many times as I've, you know, done it to other people or even had it done to myself, when you hit the Red Sea, first off, you know, fixing your ship is is A primary pain. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, if you go too far into the Red Sea, I don't know if anybody's done it yet, but uh, so once you hit a, there's a certain end point to the Red Sea, you actually have you, your whole crew and your ship spawn as if you were a, a new spawn, you know, like you just respawned on an island. You're done. <laughs> you're yeah, just done. You're, 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 de you, you're not sailing with that ship, so whatever you had on it is gone. gone. Yep. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, the ass flat. Yeah. 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 So it's an interesting concept he brought up. And, and again, you know, uh, Sea of Thieves, from what I understand, always had a 10-year plan, as, as they wouldn't consider a Sea of Thieves 2 until until this 10 year plan is, 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 is done. And we're in year, you know, we're, we're going through year two right now. So into year yeah. three. 
So we've got many, 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 many more years based on their development timeline of content for this game. So um, I'm anxious to see, you know, how this transpires. Obviously, right now it's Flameheart. I feel like some more tall tales are going to be coming soon with this Flameheart event. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think there should be something that is kind of scalable based on difficulty. If you want more of a challenge, maybe you get some, obviously cosmetics is the big thing in this game. Maybe you get some cool limited edition cosmetics. If you are able to beat something on like the highest level of difficulty. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but that, that, that would be really cool. So lots of, lots of good things there. So let's get to, um, um, the, the top five good and top five bad things that uh, or or miss the boats as as we will so we'll start with the top of the mast which is our favorite top five things and i've identified four and one that's kind of in between so All we'll right. we'll start here so number four in my top uh and this is going from 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 you know low priority to number one the best number four is ship audio grinding bug fix thank <laughs> god I mean, it's it's really discouraging when you're leaving an island and everybody on your ship hears this at the same time. It's awful. <laughs> now, now, given rabbit, we did find a workaround. Yes, we did find a workaround, which is sword dash off the front of your bowsprit and catch the ladder on the way back. Um, we'll work around it, but oh my god, it was so loud too. Like the underwater audio bug that's been there for a while. You know, you just pop above the water and you go back down. This one was just atrocious. I I could not stand it one bit. It drove me absolutely nuts, especially since uh, most of the time I'm standing behind that wheel. Yep. I'm shouting out stuff to do. And by the time I got to launch myself out, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm thinking my ship is going right. down. Someone so check for repairs. I never want to hear. We're dry down below. We can't be. We're big grinding on this coral reef all day. Uh, uh, listen, I, I, listen, in a month's time, I try to lose the least amount of ships possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to hear that sound is just Ugh. wow. Yeah. So that was a great fix. Again, number four. So I've got many more above it. Number three, I love, even though I don't get into this play mode as much as I want to, arena levers. So mm. this was a, a change that they made that if some if a crew joins the arena match and leaves, so therefore you have an AFK boat, um, prior to this, um, a lot of people would go to that ship, and, and especially in Galleon Arena, and farm the AFK boat to get silver and eventually win. Now, if the crew leaves, so they are no longer uh, a crew listed on the arena, that ship will no longer provide silver, which is absolutely Wonderful. fantastic. Um, obviously, it, it always sucked and felt bad when you fought hard on the arena and lost to someone who was farming an AFK ship. It felt bad. So I love the I, fact I do want to add this. something here though. Yep. I love the fact that they did this. It's absolutely wonderful. There is one one issue that they need to work on still, which is if you have, you know, one naysayer who says, I'm gonna stay on the boat anyway and shoot cannons and right, right. <laughs> and do stuff. That person puts the entire game at jeopardy because now that one person is shooting cannons like a fool and not really getting any points or doing anything but 
you know, they're doing it anyway for the heck of it. And we suffer because right. now that ship is farmable until that person disappears from the ship. Right. But at least now full AFK ships are not going to jeopardize the integrity of the match. So that's good. And then, of course, you've got the some people yes, who wonderful or that we got the some people who put their their ship out in the sea and just leave it there. And then they go TDM on an island and their ship is still technically AFK farmable, but they're not there. But that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah, they, they said they're working on the custom servers. And you know what? If 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 they could bring two things to the custom server, which is, you know, number one, the custom server. Right. Um, You know, being able to control a little bit of you know where you are on the on the uh on the map and everything if you mm -hmm. could give some control to the custom server that would be great number two and maybe some people will you know cheer when they hear this but we need that free flying camera yeah and that exists in the custom servers uh falcor has already tested that out on stream 100 percent works yes yep oh my god yep. listen this is it, it would make broadcasting yes. absolutely brilliant yep 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 Still doesn't fix TDMers, but you know what? I don't think anything will fix that until they provide a custom game mode, you know? Um, that, like Arena, that's, what I that's want TDM. Next. Yeah. I, I said this already. I said yeah. we should have, you know, another Arena area where you could choose no ships. To, to TDM. Yep, no ships. When, when I came up with the idea first, I, 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 was, uh, I was definitely, you know, I already put out the idea in the forums about... Um, you know, when we start an arena, um, we should start from a tavern. That's I, fair. I was hoping, I was hoping that from that tavern, we would be able to choose the encounter we would want to have, whether it be a naval battle or team deathmatch uh -huh. or even racing. I that would I, be cool. I would love the idea. You know, no cannons, harpoons only, and just racing your ship around. Yeah, because I mean, you've got what. Uh... The Sea of Champions folks put on the Race of Champions, which is always, always a, a, yes. a, a great event to watch. I, I, I've done it. I came in second place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I will tell you that it is not an easy event. No. And it is not an easy event to put together without these custom servers. But so, it's fun. Um, it was a blast. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. If, if, anybody, if anybody wants to try that out, take a look at those forums uh doug yeah. puts them out there yeah. for everybody to check out you know the the uh past few seasons it's a very fun event yeah those guys very put fun. on some really good events from anything from you just telling a story to their sea of champions tournament to the race of champions tournament like it's just they put on some really cool events and i think the custom servers are going to help them a lot with that I met some cool people there um and some of the people working with dread pirate doug oh my god Dude, they were so nice, and we had so much fun. Really did. So that was my number three, was the Arena Leavers. Number two for my top of the mast is the Skelly Ships Dropping Supplies, which we already got into that. We don't need to keep going into this, but this was a huge piece for me as someone who doesn't like server hopping, is now I have a bigger reason to actually kill Skelly Ships or fleets because I'm getting supplies out of them. I'm just not consuming mine i'm getting reimbursed for my time and not just loot really so, important so just great there um and then my number one top of the mast we talked to at, at length at the beginning of this is the ashen lord event i think this is an absolutely fantastic event i hope they uh they do something soon to increase its 
frequency. Um, I don't know what they would do, maybe making it every other event or maybe making it independent where it can spawn with a flame heart up. I don't know what they can do, but increasing that frequency because again, getting the five of each kill of, of the, of the four is one thing getting a hundred skeletons killed with that skull, getting 25 skulls. Like there, there's a lot of things in there that, that really need that event to spawn more often right now. Um, but definitely the highlight of this patch was that event it's so much fun and when when i stream tonight harder it's and and that's what i love about it like don't get me wrong i love games where i can get like easy loot i love just going doing a gold hoarder mission and getting 25 captain's chests and a whole bunch of gold but when you got a fight and it's hard you know you don't find a lot of games where you you know except for like dark souls where you're playing pve and it's freaking tough and this is tough and I love it. It's funny too because you know phase one and phase two are easy yes. passes. Yep. You know, for a veteran player especially, yep. like, dude, we we already know how to dive, how to dip, how to dodge, yep. how to duck. Yep. And then you, then that music kicks <laughs> up and you're like, oh god. <laughs> but uh, I think the the hard part is is that last that yep. last phase. Yep. It even gets me sometimes because yeah. I I could survive. I could survive everything that they throw at me. I could I could survive the entire time, watch my entire team die, you know, and, and I'm still alive yep. the entire time. They're like, Joe, you're still there? Yep, here I am. Nope. <laughs> Don't worry, there's <laughs> going to be a, a lot of damage. There's going to be a cutthroat achievement. Complete that event without dying solo. You watch, it'll happen. Oh, Those my God. guys are nuts. I love it. Don't give them ideas. I know. Well, I know. <laughs> but, I know. But phase three is a challenge <laughs> for everybody. Yes. Um, I mean, no matter how hard you're fighting, remember you have the boss using several different abilities, including bringing up an army to mess with you mm-hmm. while you are dodging all these abilities. So it has been a challenge even for me. I've died at least once during every encounter doing, mm-hmm. during phase three. And, and always remember, no boat, no money. Handle yeah. the enemies that are players and come back to the boss after you handle them. <laughs> It's just, yeah, dude, don't don't sit on the island thinking that oh, you know, everything's gonna be fine. I'm in a bubble. No, it's not. <laughs> this is not this is not World of Warcraft where you enter an instance and it's only you and your friends. It's no, it's just keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes on the horizon always. Open world. All right. So let's get to there's still one there for top of the mass, but it's also part of bottom of the barrel, which are my my bottom five. So we'll talk about that one first. And that is now this is the second time they've patched this. And it's still, as of yesterday, not working the way that they state in the patch notes. And that is barrel navigation. In the last <laughs> patch, they said they, they did, they reset your mouse. They, they triggered, you know, which side you're, you're auto-targeting on. This time again, they said they reset the mouse and the selection is working properly. It is not. It feels better. But there were multiple times yesterday when I went to a barrel and I couldn't select left or right and I had to exit the barrel and re-enter and that still feels really, really bad. Especially when you're in combat, you're trying to pull cannonballs, food, whatever it is, it feels really bad when you can't grab that stuff. Yeah, this, this happens a lot to me. I'm, I'm, sti- I'm sitting on the ship, everybody else is off the ship and if I have to fight, I keep seeing that I have to get out, come back in, and sometimes it happens a second time. Yeah. Uh, that's 
probably why I'm losing some hair up top. But yeah. <laughs> well, I shaved my head, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's but definitely not fixed. I, they, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not sure a hundred percent of you know how it works program wise. But mm -hmm. I, what I am saying is is when you go into any of the barrels, we can't have that kind of block. Right. You know, I I could understand if one, you know, maybe your mouse was standing in a position and you poke at your inventory or the barrel's inventory, but to have nothing pop up and you have to get out and go back in, yep. we can't have it. No. It just can't happen. No, that's that's sometimes that's the difference between you sinking and not if you can't like if you if you are almost full of water and you're trying to grab that wood barrel to get wood out and you can't, that's the difference between sinking and not. Um, I, I mean, aside from, you know, ping, which is an issue for everybody, right. it's not just, you know, but, you know, like, uh, in fact, that's ping is how I lost uh, in the race of legends. Yeah, because I remember a, that a trap had hit me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you could watch me run through that all day. Yeah. But uh, we'll go back to this is, you know, during that action phase. If I can't get into that barrel and run up, you know, within time, I'm killing my time and every second is precious during yeah, a battle. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was the one that kind of bridged the gap between something was fixed and sometimes it feels better, but it's still not 100% fixed and it still can cost you. So it's kind of in the both bottom of the barrel. Number five radial changes. Now I put this here because I can't stand when things get changed and they're not announced. And these radial changes didn't need to be fixed. And to me, they look clunky and cluttered. And what I'm talking about is when you pull up your radial menu, they now have little white boxes with numbers on them. It looks cluttered. It looks crappy. And I don't know in, who in their right mind would pull up a radial menu and hit a number. You use your mouse around it. But I, I didn't like this change. It wasn't like, it's not game breaking or anything. It just, to me, it made the radial menu, which is already pretty packed, even more cluttered. And I just don't like it. Okay. I, I have to disagree about the number section. The number uh, helps people like myself who like to quick rather quickly over everything. Okay. That actually, I actually liked the okay. clicking of the numbers. Okay. What I will tell you I didn't like was is I like the fact that they added the quests to your item bar. Uh, your oh, you item like radio, that. Rather. You like that. I okay. like that. What I don't like is what they did with uh, the second one, which is your quotes key, where you're trying to talk to everybody. Okay. Um, I like that they brought it closer, but it's too compact in the yep. sense that uh, I cannot click through that fast enough mm -hmm. to actually talk to somebody who can't communicate through, say, Discord or voice chat altogether. Yeah. And so I, I, it's 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 rather difficult when you know, like, uh, they have the roles. I know you've seen that yeah. one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, what what does everybody want to do? Well, you know, <laughs> I want to cook a fish. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I just I just don't understand. This is the second time they've changed radial menus and all that they they put in the patch notes is, "Hey, we we updated radial menus." And it's like, "Well, what'd you do?" And then you get in the game and you're you you feel like you're walking through a a black room with no light. You're like, "What where is everything? Everything's it feels different, you know?" And sure, that's that's great and all, but I I just I, 
there needed to be something in there to maybe a pop-up the first time you pop it up that says, hey, this has changed and here's where this is. Because, I don't know, it just feels clunky to me and it just, it felt like, hey, we want to do this. You guys just deal with it. Like, there wasn't I think one of the things that bothers me is that you think of uh, Xbox players to PC players. Oh, yeah. You know, for Xbox players, this is a win. Yes. You know? Yes. This is a win because for them to be able to click through the menus quickly and yep. get to every place yep. is wonderful. Yep. But for PC players, this is not so much of a win right. because now we have our fingers clicking even faster because not yep. only are we moving, but we have to click through every single menu, acknowledge every menu. And until you learn each menu, you're you're going to be doing this again and again. Plus you have the clunky UI section where like, you know, to pick up the bucket takes, you know, half a second. And then if you try to talk right as you're picking up the bucket, you don't get the bucket menu. Right. You know, to to say something about the bucket, you get uh you get nothing there. You know, and anytime <laughs> they add more clicky clacky to the keyboard, I just have to sit here yes. and think of my stream. I'm like, man, Soapy doesn't use push to talk, which means I'm gonna have to hear his damn <laughs> keyboard more. <laughs> clack, 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 clack. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, okay, so number four. Now, this was a, a facepalm for me. Um, blunder bombs have always kind of made sense to me. You throw them, they blow up on someone. This is what doesn't make sense to me. Fire bombs now work underwater. Now, you're not going to catch fire, but they, you still take the impact damage underwater. And that makes no effing sense to me. <clears throat> Why? It is a fire bomb underwater. Why does that work? <clears throat> I think I think Joe somehow lost sound, so I'm gonna see if he uh, he gets his sound back here in a second. Um, but uh, I, I'm sure he's gonna have some uh, some interesting thought here on this one. But um, I just I don't get the concept of a firebomb exploding and dealing damage under water. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. All right, so Joe got his audio uh, fixed after mimicking Soapy with his keyboard slamming. So I was just saying that I am completely annoyed and blown away, and I don't understand why they did this. Why do firebombs work underwater? <laughs> well, they don't burn you underwater. No. But they damage you but underwater. I don't get it. Like, okay, <laughs> like I never understood why blunder bombs explode underwater and do it because if you if, a, if that explodes, the water is going to slow down the pellets to begin with. I guess the exploding, the shrapnel, the glass, okay, I get it. But fire bombs, like I got to draw a line there. Okay, I I think uh coming from a a science perspective, they both could work underwater. Um, we need unfortunately, we, we yeah, we're gonna need Adam Savage. Adam here. Savage, uh, please <laughs> call us. <laughs> um, so the firebomb is essentially, you know, a Molotov cocktail, right. but trapped inside. Uh, I think you could guess, uh, guess more like Greek fire. Yes. You know. Yep. yep. It's like you know this this can work on water. Um, but uh, it's only in the bowl. So, yep. so that's the cool part. Um, of course, this is also magical, but right. 
all that aside, this is a glass ball hitting you, and that is where the damage comes from. But, I mean, get in a pool and have a jar and try to throw it at someone in a pool. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't, <laughs> like, the thing's going to, like, it's going to go two feet and then just kind of sink. Uh, coming from crews that, you know, usually bomb each other all day, oh, yeah. I, I know what it's like to, like, stand in, like, Mermaid's hideaway and bomb somebody yeah. as they're coming out yeah. of the hole in the wall, you yeah. know? <laughs> uh. So, it, it bothers me, too, not gonna lie, but... You know what? The glass hitting somebody will hurt someone. How much damage it actually does, I think that should be recognized so yep. that they can specify exactly how much it's taking away and not just taking away what a regular firebomb right. hitting someone would take away. Right, right. So that brings me... the same thing applies to the blunder as well. Right, and that brings me to the next one, which I have been outspoken about this. And yes, <sighs> I know how guns work. I know how guns at this time period would work, but I'm really annoyed that wall banging has been removed. And the reason I'm annoyed by it now, first off, the way wall banging was implemented was incorrect. Okay. You shouldn't be able yeah. to shoot through a wall, a hull of a ship and do, do maximum damage and have a hundred percent accuracy. It yes. shouldn't have been like that. But to remove it completely, I think, is a disservice because you could shoot through wood. Your accuracy is going to be diminished and your damage is going to be diminished. But you could shoot through wood. For example, the crow's nest. You could easily take a, a muzzle loader and shoot through that thin piece of wood on the crow's nest. And now is that is completely gone. Now you cannot shoot through the crow's nest and hit what's on the other side. You can shoot through the railing or the opening where the ladder is, but you can't shoot through the bottom. And I feel, and I, I, I've said this multiple times, I feel that Rare, and, and I hold Rare to a high standard because of the innovation that they have in this game is brilliant. I love it. That I feel like they took the easy cop-out approach on this and they just said, we're going to take it out. And that's how I, like, I just, I feel like they did a disservice in setting, okay, let's tweak it. Let's take out the hull. Let's take out the deck. Let's take those out first and see if it feels better and, and still give those more advanced PVP players the advantage of, I can still hit people through things. Now, maybe the damage should be reduced, but I feel like a tweak was needed, not just a complete removal. Yeah, I think they could have done a better job with this. Um, I mean, from a, from a TDM standpoint, you could shoot through anything, so there was no such thing as, yep. like, a mast in my way right. or even a large portion of ship in some cases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, for example, uh, on the galleon, uh, you know where the ammo crate is. Yep. And if, if I know you're walking over there to go grab ammo, mm -hmm. I can shoot you there. Yeah. It, pistol or sniper, I could shoot you there. Right. Um before uh being able to shoot through the floor was a thing yep and i i know that you know shooting through those grates is is legit to me yep. but shooting through the floor is not yeah um, no the, the 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 floorboards of those ships at the time and the hull of the ship was going to be too thick for a, a regular bullet to penetrate and we're we're talking about guns that were not always perfect no they I were mean, crude they were crude Yes, the, these are not, you know, modern guns here. Right. These are little pellets that yep. are flying through the air. Yep. 
and I mean, if you've ever gone to a reenactment or anything yep. like that, yep. you would know that when those guns were shot, not they weren't always shot in the direction that they were going in the first right, place. Right, right. There's a reason I mean, these, that you know during the Civil War or before they they marched at each other in lines, shot a yes. massive volley of balls, and oh, probably only hit about a third or a fourth of who they actually shot at. I mean, they but weren't the accurate why weapons. Because they were trying to get a large grouping, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were basically I mean, the... taking individual guns and making a giant shotgun out of it. Now, uh, we're talking about, you know, revolutionary, but... This was uh, before that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. these guns are absolutely terrible. Yeah, so, the... in terms of shooting through everything, no, I I don't think you should shoot through everything. Okay. Um. I mean, yeah, you could take a educated guess in some cases, but uh, shooting through everything, I didn't like so much because it made everything way too easy uh, from a TDM standpoint to just own everybody on the ship. Yep. All you have to do is just, you know, uh, snap your eye right through a wall and you could see, you know, just about where they will be when you shoot. Yeah, yeah. And... <sighs> and another thing that bothers me, and again, I got to do more science on this. I haven't tested it a lot. But I had an instance yeah. the other day where I was on a sloop and I went down to the bottom of the ship to heal and the guy followed me down and I was standing behind the center post um, in the basement of the sloop trying to eat and he was able to shoot me with the eye of reach through that wall. Now, again, there yes. could be pinging and stuff like that, but I feel like that large, thick piece of wood there should stand like a mast in this particular instance and it doesn't feel, it feels like you can shoot through that. It is. It's it. I think it's absolutely dreadful because in order for that center piece to be there in the first place, it has to be a solid hunk. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you've ever chopped your own wood, yep. that's solid hunk. That's that's yep. going to take even a modern bullet right. and cause it to curve. Yep. Even the slightest yep. bit. Yeah, you know, so, you'd have to have a rather big caliber to shoot straight yeah. on that. And I have to, so I have to do more sciencing of figuring out, because they didn't really line up exactly what you could and could not shoot through. So I need to, I need to really science this out, but it definitely feels, the, the whole thing feels bad to me. I feel like tweaking needed to be done, but the fact that there are still parts of the ship that, in my opinion, with how they describe this, shouldn't be able to be shot through and you can still shoot through them. And so I, I just have to adapt as a player. If you want to hear revolutionary, I I would think that the best thing they could have done with all this is to add a ricochet. That's fair. I mean, hit yes, a piece of wood, you, you know, roll a die. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? That would that would create even more adventure because I could use rocks to ricochet. I right. could use the ship to ricochet. Right. And that would create more skill and adventure right. throughout the whole deal. Nope. I agree. Yeah, that's why I wanted to see more innovation from them on this and not just, like I said, it felt like a cop-out to me. Yes, it needed adjusted, but the way they did it and just removing it just felt like a complete cop-out to me. I, I think it's just the fact that, uh, and I, I don't mean this in a rude way, but we're we're basically being gimped by by having xbox as our lead you fair know? yeah 100 percent. Uh, i mean people with awesome pcs and i've known i i know people with excellent pcs okay me you <laughs> not to say no names yeah, but yeah, um me. i mean our draw distance is not even halved 
in some cases. Yeah. Like, our, our draw distance is way too close. I should be able to see almost the entire sea if I wanted to. Especially render distance. Like, I know you yeah. said draw distance. Like, I could see a ship that's several islands away, and it looks like yeah. they've got a freaking, you know, World Series pennant off the top of their, their mast, <laughs> and I get close to it, and I'm like, oh, that's just a level one gold hoarder. I'm like, it looked like to me they were a level 10 gold hoarder. <laughs> or you get up there and you're like, oh, they have an alliance flag. You get up there and it's like, yeah, or you think it's an emissary that's like level 10, even though there isn't a level 10. You get up there and it's like, oh, it's just an alliance flag. Sink them anyways. <laughs> but yeah, the render is, is also bad, and that goes to draw distance as well. Yeah, I think I think that's that's where that's where we're all held back yeah. on. Um, hopefully, I mean, Series I like X will fix that. Playing field. <laughs> well, hopefully, um, <laughs> I, I like the fact that we can all play together because I do have friends on Xbox yeah. that you know you know don't have the time to really work with a PC in the first place yep. or can't afford it in some cases, mm -hmm. and the Xbox you know is that you know middleman there. Right. Um, the next one, so number two on my bottom of the barrel is <sighs> mermaids. Um, you, you know what? Listen, I, I talked to so many people about this and I think one of the biggest issues we're having with the mermaids is that the mermaids feels like that action hero that either there at the last minute or not there at all. Okay? <laughs> it's, the, it's the hero we all need, but never want, or it's the hero we always want, but never need, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, like, Captain, save me. <laughs> it's like, oh, I tried. I, I see I the beautiful, I see the beautiful angel. I can almost, oh, she just dove. Yeah, she just dove. Or in the arena, or even in adventure. Like yesterday, we had a moment where you guys, you guys were riding on top of a megalodon, and 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 the megalodon dove, and so you guys were left in the water, and I was like three islands away, and you still didn't have a mermaid. Or in arena, yes. you know, you you. Uh, where arena, are they? Absolute worst. Where yeah, are okay, they? So we talked about this before. Um, I I want, and I say this out of a out of a smarter perspective than, than what it's being taken for right now, I wanted the ability to call the mermaid, yes. especially yes. for tucking. Um, I mean, half the adventure of being a pirate is to steal. I mean, right. that that's what we think of when we think of pirates in the first sea place. Sea of thieves. <laughs> so when I'm stealing, I would like the opportunity to not have a mermaid pop up yeah. at will but instead have one when I call it. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, listen, it is a pain, and it'll be something to get used to, but if we can call our own mermaid, then we wouldn't worry about silly things like, you know, oh, you know, uh, when will the mermaid come? That's number right. one. Number two, will the mermaid pop up while I'm trying to board? Right. Every time, every time I board, you know, the only thing they hear is that no. mermaid. I'm not trying to be heard. Right. I, I legit, I just, I just stand in the water. Like right. I don't even move anymore. I wait for that ladder right. to come to me. You're just treading and when water. When it does come, I, that's it. I, I'm just, I'm just slowly creeping up on them. They don't yeah. even know I'm there. I mean, I have friends, I have friends and enemies that'll tell you. Right. I didn't even hear you coming. Right. <laughs> and and the the thing with the calling of the mermaid, of course. I completely agree with you. I like the idea. Now they would have to put like a limitation of is your ship too close, right? Because you don't want to, you know, accidentally fall off your your 
accidentally fall off your ship because you're goofing around and immediately call a mermaid, get back on your ship. Like there should be a competitive advantage in battle for like being blundered off your ship and not being able to get back on. But that radius around you should be able to check is your ship within this distance? If so, no mermaid. And it can pop up and said a mermaid can't come. You know, your ship's too close. But once you're outside that range, call a mermaid, mermaid's there. Like maybe it could pop up on like your compass or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Or, or, like or just a, a button uh... pops up on screen, like a, a F or a Q or an R, because like you don't use, well, you pick up loot and stuff like that, but maybe a button that comes up on screen and it says, hey, you can call a mermaid. And it just yeah. sits there somewhere in the, in the UI and you can push yeah. it whenever you want. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. But mermaids definitely still need to dress. They're they're still garbage in both adventure and really I, bad in arena. I, I would like to say that they're doing better, but the truth is is, you know, they're not doing that great yep. from from then till now. It, right. It's not doing that great at all. Right. I mean, right. that it, it is doing better than the beginning, you know, if, if you wanted much. me to say something nice, you right. know, uh, but me saying something nice right. and me trying to stay in the action of the game, right. it's not working. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like diarrhea and a turd are both shit. One might yeah. be solid, one might be liquid. It doesn't matter, it's still <laughs> shit. It's still shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I want to say something nice here. You know, they they are working on yes. it. I mean, it does have a better frequency than before. Yep. But when I need it, it's never there. Yep. And even when I know that the ship is more than enough of a distance yes. away. I mean, if you're, if you're like you said uh, from last night, if you're more than an island or two away. That mermaid Why the hell there. is this? Right. Yeah, it should be there. And it shouldn't I mean, be a hundred yards away from you either. It should be near I, I, you. I'm not only abandoned, but then why do you run from me? Right, right, <laughs> right. God. It, it, don't get me wrong. When the ship gets close to you and your mermaid starts to dive, that is the most demoralizing feeling ever. Like, I'm so close. Oh. <laughs> My hopes and dreams just went to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, like my wind. (laughs) (laughs) So the last one that I have on the bottom of the barrel is something that we've mentioned, people have mentioned, it's still there, it's still a problem, but my question is, is is it like the mermaids where we can say it's better and we can live with it, or is it something that they really just need to put an entire patch around? And we all understand, we've got moving ships with moving players and moving projectiles, but hit registration, it still feels bad. So when I first started this game, there there was not that many uh, U.S. players that I found to play with. So I ended up usually playing with EU. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the ping from, you know, U.S. to EU is nearly almost uh, a little, I, I guess, about 100, you yeah. know, 100 point difference and i mean of course it made things rather difficult uh that's one of the reasons why being a captain helped out even more because me not having to worry about shooting so much or jumping off the ship as much made it easier to be captain mm-hmm. um but no it's absolutely dreadful i i do not want to board a ship in any ping zone and have perfect shots you know missed for no reason right And I talked about it in the last episode. It goes both ways, right? So if I, for example, uh, before this patch on the last patch, 
with the last week's uh, episode of the podcast, I said I encountered this guy who was in the water, and I shot him with a sniper. The bullet goes through him, hit registration, fine. I pull out my flintlock, and I shoot, and I see the bullet go five feet from his right, and he dies. And did it make me feel good because I got him killed and I stayed alive? Sure. But I felt bad because I saw that that shot missed. I clearly saw the shot missed and he died for it. And that to me is, is, is unfair. It's just unfair. I mean, from a PVP standpoint, that I, I take the win really hard. <laughs> well, I mean, you can take the win there, but the problem is, is that It'll this won't be a forever thing. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a full circle with karma. Over yeah. Here. And um, I, like, okay. So boarding a ship, you know, uh, back in the day, boarding a ship was absolutely dreadful because you could run out of bullets and still not have killed almost anybody on that ship. Right. Um, I mean, of course, the best of the best, you're gonna you're gonna take them out eventually, especially since you know the beginning weapon of all things was the blunderbuss. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I practically have to say, hey, you know, can you smell the bullet in here? <laughs> right can you all right can you smell it okay perfect boom <laughs> that's right. the only way you could have killed them back then yeah um it feels a little bit better now yeah um there is there is a lot of fixing going on that i yes, can tell i can feel it i i have been having such a great time uh doing a sniper pistol yes um me too but i think the only problem i'm having is that you know it's still there between ping zones yep and I mean, the, the thing with me is uh, you couldn't catch me dead a month and a half ago carrying a flintlock. You couldn't catch me dead <laughs> with it. Me <right>? too. <laughs> you, you couldn't. And now over the past two patches, I'm finding myself like you sniper flintlock or something yeah. with a sword. What I feel has gotten progressively worse is blunderbuss consistency. You mentioned, yes. do you smell the bullet? I, I've experienced so many times where I will literally have the blunderbuss touching the person, which means all 10 pellets are going to hit them. I pull the trigger, they get bounced forward, and they don't die. Um, and or, that's the ping. Yep, and or, or, or someone will come at me and shoot me at what appears to be a distance of about 10 feet and one blundy me. And, and that just, it feels so bad because it's like, how can I not be one blundying people at my range, but he can in what I feel is a Blundy snipe range. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know. It just, that, that weapon has deteriorated. And, and a lot of people are, are say, well, you're, you know, you're just not good with the blunderbuss, et cetera. I've watched streamers who have played this game for, since the inception, who are excellent Blundy players are getting the same result, which tells me it's not my skill. It's the actual mechanics of the game that are not working. I, I, I've known for a long time that you have to stand maybe about a foot distance yep. away from someone yep. in order to actually get it. So when you see these PVPers that are hopping around, yep. they're not jumping for no reason. Right. They're jumping because when they get into the position to blast you while they're dodging your bullets, right. you're going to be dead. Right. Yep. Yep. We can't afford to waste bullets. We only have five. Right. So yeah. wasting too many bullets is not a good idea. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now, what I will say is a weapon that I have strayed away from for since I've started playing, and I, I've actually found myself wielding it more than 
other weapons aside from the eye of reach is the sword i personally think the sword feels pretty good right now blocking is working the sword lunge is working the the combo breaking with the block I feel pretty good about the sword right now, which is a weapon that I have not spoken too highly of in the past. So you've noticed that uh, for a while now, I've been using the sword. Yeah. Um, I think the sword has become a major player now mm-hmm. compared to before because, you know, before you have you used to have double gunners, right? Yep. And the double gunners come aboard and you're most instantly dead. Yep. Now, the problem here now is, is that if you dodge just one of those bullets, there's a huge opportunity for you to just capitalize right. because you're swinging three, four times right. and they're being choked up. They can't reload right. during that time either. Yeah. And what I love is, is you get the, you get the anti double gun people and you get the anti sword people out there, right? You go on against the double gun person, you dodge that bullet and you sort them and they're like, Oh, you stupid sword bot. And then you go against a sword player who you, execute a good double gun against and they're like oh double gun trash it's hilarious watching the two factions between these it's honestly i think that's that's the kind of toxicity that we don't need anymore 100 percent. i mean it's it's really impossible to enjoy the game and try to be the best when you're constantly being insulted or using something that's in the game already Listen, listen, I will use blunder bombs, fire bombs. If I could, I'd throw a banana at your head. Yeah, I set my own <laughs> ship. Like, I've set my own ship on fire because I run out of blunder bombs. I only got fire bombs, and I'm chucking fire bombs at someone just to get that little bit of damage to get the advantage and kill them. I'll set my ship on fire. I got no problem yes. with it. I'll put the fire out it. and win. Uh, I, lo- I love when people talk. I mean, it sounds... It sounds so critical of them to to say something when in actuality, if they were in the same position, yep, they would do the same. They would do the same thing because it's all about the win. It's all about the win. In last week's episode, I talked a lot about toxicity on the seas, and I just said, you know, if you lose and it's a legit fight, just take the loss. Throw a GG's yeah. out there. There's no reason to insult people um, for any reason. You know, calling them names or 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 discrediting what they just did, they beat you. Was it luck? Maybe. Was it skill? Possibly. But they won. So give them yeah. the GGs and move on. Uh, you you notice that when I'm jumping on other people's ship and everything, you know, they start doing that toxic talk. And mm-hmm. what do I tell them? Dude, it's only a game, bro. I won this time. You, you'll win next time. It, you know? It's a game. Why you got to be mad? <laughs> Why you got to be so mad? Why you got to be mad? <laughs> Hello, oh, hello, wow. sir. Are you friendly? Why are you bullying me? <laughs> See, the, the, my favorite part, not only is it fun to sail with you, Joe, but my favorite part is as you're approaching the ship, you get the kid's voice of, are you, are you friendly? And then you get on the boat and, hello, ladies, welcome to the game. <laughs> it's, oh, my God. It's just I, a great combo. It's a great combo. It's like the one-two punch that just eats at people's souls. <laughs> <laughs> well um i i've been part of uh when the arena first started mm-hmm. i joined this crew that uh i won't say the old name but i'll say the the name now is the blood soaked silvers okay and those guys i mean that listen they're just as toxic as me when i first started playing arena and mm-hmm. stuff um we uh we we used to hang out together a lot 
And then, you know, as as time went on, you know, when, you know, PVE came back and we had to do other things, uh, a friend of mine jumped on my stream and noticed that uh, I was hopping, doing uh, four to the dams. And he messages me with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so me and my buddy, uh, Evil 9mm, we just started using it uh, all the time. I love it. I love good people. Oh, are you friendly? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. So uh, I, I think if you hear that on the sea, I think it's time for you to go quickly. <laughs> I, I think it's time for you to prepare for battle because battle's, yeah. battle's on you right now. Yeah. Um, uh, if anybody knows me, I, I'm not going to quit. So yeah. the only way I'm leaving you is if I have like a shrouded ghost or right. something really important happen. Yeah. Other than that, no, I'm, I'm coming. I'm not going to stop. I told, I told someone the other day, I said, the thing I love about Joe is he doesn't quit. I don't care if he's on a galleon and you're on a sloop and you're going into the wind. He will chase you to the ends of the earth and back. And he doesn't care if you somehow get a rowboat play of loot past him. He will find you. He will kill you. He will sink your ship. Even if he gets no loot, your ship will be sunk. <laughs> every single time. Love it. I mean, any anybody that plays with me, to, I tell them every time, I said, don't you dare quit on me. Right. Because that the only way we lose right now is if you quit. Right. Because I'm, my, you know, like my laser focus mm -hmm. is going to be to win no matter what. I always tell so people... So many times I said, you know, people complain all the time about, you know, running reapers, right? And sometimes they say running reapers and they're not actually running. They're testing your sail or your skills as a, as a captain or as a, as, as a pilot of a ship and they will turn on you and they will get you when you let your guard down because this game is a PVP game, but it's a naval game. And just because someone's going away from you doesn't necessarily mean you're they're running. Just because someone's chasing you doesn't necessarily mean you're getting away because you're, you're the winds are in your favor. There are a lot of great yeah. captains out there that know how to catch you. They know how to put you down, and you will make a mistake against them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say that ships have never gotten away from me or that I've never lost before. Right. I mean, I, I will never say that. But if you look at that, you know, zero to 100% chance, there's a 99% chance that you're going to go down. Eventually. Because I'm not going to give up, yeah. and I'm going to wait for you to slip up yep. while my focus is still on you. And they Once will. Once you slip up, yeah, they will. They You've will. seen it. You've yeah. seen it. Oh, yeah. How many oh, yeah. times are we chasing a ship around because they have what we want? What do we do? We just keep chasing yep. them. They, they eventually slip up. I remember one time it was the brig that two mm -hmm. of them tried to try to board us. Yep. And when those two try to board us, they didn't realize what I realized, but they didn't, is that in a, in the next moment, I was going to have wind to touch them. Right, right. And what ended up happening is you three are jumping over to that ship. Yep. And and I'm on the ship by myself, but I get us into cannon rage. Yep. You guys hold them down, and boom, yep. it's game over. Yeah. Everything that was once yours is now ours. Yes, they got the loot for us. <laughs> All right. So is there anything else you want to mention about this particular patch, the Ashen Winds patch, which just hit this week for Sea of Thieves? Is there anything else, Joe, you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Okay, so as consumers, um, we now have the Ancient Coin Store. Um, the only problem I've been having as of late 
is that my emote radio um aside from the fact that you know you you talked about the numbers thing where mm -hmm. you could click the numbers i like the numbers thing because before it was absolutely impossible to navigate that emote radio in mm -hmm. time yeah, yeah you yeah. know to actually make a difference you know in mm -hmm. your chat and stuff like that mm -hmm. i i think that we need something else for the this emote radio thing i mean Yep. Uh, maybe even for just for PC players, maybe even uh, able to make a hot key, mm -hmm. you know, for yep. certain emotes, because I feel like, you know, I spent the money I, you know, and I need to get I need to get something that's more applicable to a PC player like myself. I would like to see with what you just said, a system and an old game that I used to play planet side is when I hit my emote radial, instead of the radial circle that Sea of Thieves have, it's actually a little thing that comes out of the side, and it's a number key one through zero, and zero is the next page, and it has a, a small, it's not big boxes like our current radial, but it's small boxes like, you know, Shark Dance or whatever, and you just tap the number you want or hit zero for the next page. Um, but we have so many emotes now and so many great emotes, storytelling emotes, all the dances, all the different stuff. And there's not enough room and you can't get through that, that menu quick enough to do what you want when you want to do it. So I completely agree. Um, something needs to be consolidated and made that easier. I, I hundred percent agree with you. I mean, I, I understand why the radio exists, mm -hmm. but we, we're not gimped, you right. know, in terms of, of PC to Xbox, right. Xbox. I have played with the controller before on occasion. Mm -hmm. um, I it's it's a joy to play on the controller, yep. but there you're not shooting faster than me on the PC. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean I I have friends that will sword bot me and uh, blunder me, mm -hmm. you know, just as good as any PC player. But when it comes to the sniper pistol, you're not gonna beat me. Yep. there's no way. Hundred percent. All like, right, Joe. You, you have to be a pretty much of a monster. Uh, you know, I just want to say to the Davin fans out there, I just want to say, let's go! <laughs> See, I need that on my soundboard. I need, I need that button that does that. <laughs> you have it now. <laughs> well, I, I got to go clip it now. Now I got to go do Look, look, you made me do work for what I want. How dare you? How dare you? Anything you want that's that's worth anything is worth the work. <laughs> Joe, tell the folks out there who might be listening where they can catch you. I know you have a Twitch channel. I know you don't stream all the time. I know you're working on fixing that with a double PC, I, I, I heard rumors of. But tell the folks yes. where they can go follow you if they want to check out your stream when you're live. All right. So uh, if you guys want to check me out on any system, whether it be Steam, Twitter, anywhere, my name is J-O-E Damage. That's the big old JD with the crown and the black background. Um, I am also J-O Space Damage on the Sea. So if you want to catch me on the Sea of Thieves, you'll have to catch me at J-O Space Damage. Awesome. Also, if you guys want to uh, ever sail with uh, any of the folks that I sail with or are interested in folks who are just as good, better than me sometimes, uh, or are also trying to learn how to be awesome, at the Sea of Thieves, make sure you ch check out the Cutthroats. Um, that is uh, S-O-T underscore Cutthroats on Twitter. You can also check them out on um, Discord, discord.gg slash Cutthroats. 
Um, or you can obviously join um, into my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash TV, and you can do exclamation point cutthroats to get the link to the cutthroats. Discord, go through the initiation and join the elite crew that I sail with every single day. But guys, thank you very much, Joe, for hanging out with me today. I know that you and I will probably be sailing later on stream, um, and it'll be a lot of fun, a lot of laughter, and a whole lot of perversion, because that's just how our crew operates. Don't <laughs> tell my secrets. I know. <laughs> secret, secret, secret. But guys, thank you very much for listening. I'd uh, be very much appreciated if you hit this follow on either Apple podcast spotify or buzzfeed appreciate it or buzzsprout i guess it's what it's called now but i appreciate it very much take care of yourselves guys and each other and we'll see you next week for another episode of pirate talk radio <laughs>